Don't call it a remake. Today I'm talking about 2010's True Grit. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today we are talking about True Grit from 2010, which is the Coen Brothers Western uh, starring Jeff Bridges and Haley Steinfeld. And yeah, this one is, I think it's fantastic, and I think it's interesting to look at, especially compared to the 1969 film. So without further ado, let's get started. It's fascinating that two of the best modern Westerns, and some would argue The Ballad of Buster Scruggs makes it three, not me, were made by the Coen brothers of all people. It gets lost in the shuffle now that they've made multiple westerns and continue to expand their detached, deadpan sense of humor across film styles and genres. But 2007's No Country for Old Men was an outlier in the Coen's filmography to that point. Sure, they had dabbled in darker subjects and even made a gangster picture, but No Country for Old Men replaced all of the oddities film geeks had come to expect for nihilism and brutality which in turn made the shift back to a more Cohen-esque film via a different adaptation of the Charles Portis novel, not a remake, they're very insistent upon this, feel like a return to their old form. So what does this film have to say, and what makes it stand out in the pantheon of westerns? Well, whether they'd like to admit it or not, True Grit says a lot by contrasting it with the John Wayne adaptation. Haley Steinfeld plays Maddie Ross, the daughter of a man who was murdered by a hired hand named Chom Chaney. Hoping to get justice for her father, Ross travels to, to visit the infamous U.S. Marshal Rooster Cogburn to make Cheney pay. But Cogburn and her journey are far different than Maddie expected. So there's a lot of reasons to like True Grit, namely that it's one of the few westerns in recent memory to have multiple tones throughout. That signature deadpan comedic delivery that made previous Coen Brother films like The Big Lebowski work is here, makes sense considering Jeff Bridges is playing Rooster Cogburn, combined with the genuine moments of tension and an even deeper emotional well than you might expect. But there's two big reasons this movie works as well as it does. The cast and its approach to the story. First up, let's start with the acting. The lead trio in True Grit are all acting their butts off in this movie, mainly Heinley Steinfeld, who broke in a big way through this movie, and with good reason. The key to Maddie Ross's character in this adaptation is that, is that she is highly motivated and often the voice of reason amongst stupid men who can't keep up with her. In essence, her age and her gender in this era prevent her from carrying out this mission by herself, so she needs help. And you can tell how much it bugs her, whether she's haggling with a man who bought her family's horses on the cheap, or trying to redirect Cogburn. At the same time, she's also prone to getting out of her skis, and hasn't been in the world much, which means that things that don't go how she wants them to grate against her hard. I'll talk about this more in a second, but it is very hard to play this while still being endearing, and holy shit, Amy Steinfeld nailed it. The other duo in the main trio are Jeff Bridges as Cogburn and Matt Damon as a Texas Ranger named LaBeouf. Admittedly, Bridges is playing a lot closer to his previous Coen's character, The Dude, just as a gunslinging cowboy. He looks and acts like he smells and is clearly a drunk. The difference is that he's actually just as deadly as capable as his reputation when it comes down to it. His reputation as a drunkard almost seems like a smokescreen to hide just how lethal he can be when motivated, especially morally motivated. What's interesting and funny is that LaBeouf seems to believe these visible differences make him better than Cogburn, both as a lawman and a man. 
Annette Damon does a great job of making LaBeouf present himself like the most honorable man in the world. When in actuality, LaBeouf is almost as green as Maddie, based on a number of his dumb decisions, and just as ego-driven as Cogburn. He shows his quality towards the end, but for most of the film, we're left to wonder whether either of these men is actually worth a damn. Also, we get into the fact that the real world is messy. It's impossible to talk about the Coens' take on True Grit without addressing the 1969 film with John Wayne. As I mentioned earlier, the Coens have been very insistent that they were trying to make a film closer to the novel, and weren't terribly concerned about comparisons to Wayne's version. But when you put the two side by side, or even have an image of how the 1969 film adapts the very same story, comparisons are inevitable. At first glance, there's nothing distinctive about the 1969 film. It's actually best known for getting John Wayne an Oscar in a surprise or makeup win by many accounts. Rooster Cogburn's signature eye patch look, and the hold your hand, you son of a bitch line. If anything, the movie is easier to view as a reflection on John Wayne's career. The entire movie, Maddie, Ross, and LaBeouf take pot shots at Cogburn for being over the hill and unable to do his job, when in reality, he's just as legendary as, as he's always been. It even ends with a horse trick, and Wayne rides into the sunset. It's a very sentimental film, seemingly shot in Technicolor with the signature movie Cowboy proving he still got it. The Old West is still alive. Whereas the 2010 version does its very best to strip the story of that heavy sentimentality. This starts with the visual palette, which much like much of the mo modern Cohen work is desaturated and naturally lit, thanks to you, Roger Deakins. Honestly, try to name a color that stands out in this film besides earthy tones like brown or deep green. So already this movie looks like a Western with the Hollywood artifice removed. Now we go back to Maddie. Maddie is the film's point of view character, which means we're seeing Rooster Cogburn, LaBeouf, and even Tom Chaney through her eyes. And if we were to pin an idea to Maddie, it would be, this isn't how the world should work. She seems very disturbed by the messiness of the world outside of her family farm, including Cogburn's slovenly nature, LaBeouf taking a pass at her while she's sleeping, which, ew, and how violent even a simple interaction with Cogburn can turn. The majority of her journey is spent trying to make the world feel right, and all she gets is moment after moment shattering her belief in people and the world. Even her showdown with Tom Chaney is oddly underwhelming. Not because it doesn't go her way, but because Chaney barely comes across like a person. He just acts and sounds like a wounded animal with a guttural voice. And just when her hope and life is in the balance, Cogburn and LaBeouf come to her rescue and pull off the feats no one believed they were capable of. Not only that, but Cogburn rides day and night to save Maddie's life after a snakebite. Finally, after a movie of upending expectations, True Grit finds a different, messier kind of sentimentality. Cogburn was everything he was advertised to be, just not all of the time. And LaBeouf is a man of honor, even if he's prone to petty squabbles. Unlike the 1969 film where Cogburn rides into the sunset, the 2010 edition has him die off-screen just before Maddie can meet him one last time as a grown woman. It's disappointing, yes, but Maddie honors him by burying him in her family's plot, because when push came to shove, he showed true grit for her when she really needed him. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, with the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.